Time for this week's edition of the Source Weekly Update, hot off the press and into your ear. Every week, found wherever you get audio. Time now to take a look at a couple of the highlights found this week on the Source Weekly's website, bensource.com. First up this week from our news desk. A fire on the Warm Springs Reservation reached over 6,000 acres. Crews called in for backup during a hot weekend by Jack Harville. A fire on the Warm Springs Indian Reservation spread to an estimated 6,200 acres at the start of the week. The S-503 fire was first spotted on Friday, June 18th. By Saturday morning, it had spread to an estimated 250 acres and grew rapidly over the hot and windy day. By the end of Saturday, Warm Springs Fire Management said the blaze had grown to 4,300 acres and threatened 250 homes and structures in the area. The cause of the fire is unknown at this time, according to InsaWeb, the Interagency Incident Information Management System. The Warm Springs Fire was just 10% contained in the latest release from the Forest Service, but a video released by Warm Springs Fire Management reported they hoped to get the perimeter secured Tuesday. But with thunderstorms in the forecast, crews expected the eastern flank of the fire to be further tested. The mix of drought, heat, and lightning is severe enough that the Oregon State Fire Marshal deployed two task forces to central Oregon on Tuesday to relieve some of the pressure off of local crews. Over 300 local firefighters had been working on the Warm Springs fire since the blaze started. The teams weren't sent to deal with a specific fire, but to bolster local forces in preparation for potential incidents. The two teams hail from Marion County and Washington County and will remain in central Oregon for at least three days to assist local teams if any wildfire eruptions threaten structures and could stay longer if needed. Next up from our news desk, a moratorium on new marijuana facilities made Deschutes County unable to collect marijuana taxes. A new bill could change that by Jack Harville. A bill that would bring back taxes gathered from marijuana in Deschutes County has passed the Oregon State House and is awaiting a vote from the Senate. The county voided its ability to collect 10% of the taxes levied on marijuana sales when commissioners placed a moratorium on permitting new marijuana production facilities in August of 2019, a decision voters made permanent with a ballot measure in November 2020. The county-level taxes were spent on drug prevention programs and towards investigating illegal growing operations. When the county was first collecting taxes, it received between four dollars to $500,000 a year. But after Oregon Measure 110, the bill that decriminalized most recreational drug use in the state and redirected marijuana taxes to fund statewide addiction treatment programs, the county would receive around $200,000 annually. We had hundreds of thousands of dollars growing marijuana in the county, selling marijuana in the county, taxes being received by the activities in the county, and no revenue being sent back to the county, Deschutes County Commissioner Tony DeBone said. The bill was sponsored by Representatives Jason Cruff of Bend and Jack Zika of Redmond. Neither were in the House during the passage of marijuana legalization and taxation guidelines, but Cruff said the issue of a county opting out simply wasn't explored. And lastly from our news desk, parking pains. The Old Bend Pilot Parking District will soon face the biggest challenge since it started. Summer by Jack Harville. 
Since the start of the year, the City of Bend has been testing a residential parking permit program in a section of the Old Bend neighborhood. The intent behind the pilot program was to give the residents of the neighborhood parking spaces that wouldn't have to compete with river floaters, downtown shoppers, and event crowds. After six months, survey results show little change in residents' attitudes, but the program's biggest challenge lies ahead with summer events and an influx of tourists. The specific area of the pilot program, which includes all the streets east of the Deschutes River between Drake Park and Miller's Landing Park, and ending at Northwest Broadway to the east, was selected because preliminary surveys from the city showed a high degree of support, around 70%, for it in the area. Concerns about aspects of the program have come from both residents and city leaders. At the Bend City Council meeting adopting the program, Councilor Barb Campbell was the lone dissenting voice. This resolution is selling part of the public right-of-way to a small number of our citizens, she said during the September 2020 meeting. Neighbors have complained about paying for parking in front of their own homes, the computer-based permit tracking system, and the difficulty of inputting visitor passes into the system, which requires entering visiting cars' makes, models, and license plate numbers on the city's website. Temporary permits for non-residents can be obtained through a portal on the city's website. Some parts of the neighborhood offer free two-hour and four-hour parking as well. The city maintains a map of available parking for visitors, with additional designations for hybrid areas where people can park during events like Munch and Music, the weekly free music event set to start again in Drake Park July 8th. To test how the program works, an extensive parking study will track what's happening on the street throughout the day for two weeks in August. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Source Weekly Podcast. For more on these and other stories, pick up a free copy of the Source Weekly or visit our website, bensource.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam Scholl.